It's August 25th, 2017, and please fire the people who made Silkbreaker. I'm Colin Detmar. And I'm Nick Cease, and this is Bottle Quo, Dota 2 podcast where we complain about Dota 2 and occasionally other things. I'm Nick Cease. I'm, I'm still Colin. Were you, did you say Nick Cease twice? I, I, I thought I might have not said my name. Okay. Who are you? Uh, I'm your worst nightmare. No! <laughs> um, hi folks. It's uh, it's the doldrums of of post TI without that much happening. But you know what? We still got a good episode for you. Talking about Colin. There's so much happening right now. So much drama. We have uh, well, a massive ballots balance patch to to come out. Uh. I've lost the ability to talk, amongst other things. Uh, that is pretty big. We, we've had—I don't know if you, you know this—but Valve Corporation, they've they've released a a multiplayer campaign for Dota 2, the second part, which I'm sure we're really excited to talk about. So I don't know. How much do we have to say about Silkbreaker Act Two, Nick? Um, how much do we have to say about? How much do we want to say? About I mean, like, so last time, I I don't know the exact word we used to describe Act 1, but probably I invoked the phrase dog shit at some point. Um, Disappointment, and I would, sad, yeah. pathetic, flabbergasted. I feel like all of that's still relevant. All of that's still, yep, bring that right back up. To be um, fair, I immediately noticed that the camera was less sickening, so I assumed in some... Probably very quickly after I stopped playing Soulbreaker Act 1, they fixed a little bit of how the camera tracks. So it still felt horrible, but it was less, like, weirdly... It's true. It didn't feel, like, vaguely change. nauseating. Yes. Um, just, <laughs> just having the, the Just the general move. concept was vaguely nauseating, as opposed to the literal visual. Like, okay, so listen, I, I like, if you follow me on Twitter, I get on this, this... Every now and then I have these moments of, like, hey, let me just, you know, like... Hey guys, cards on the table, listen, I understand moments, right? Like, games are fucking hard to make. It's a miracle when something ships. It's so many things can go wrong, and there's so little way to know if something's bad until pretty late in development, right? All these things. Um, so like, hey, I I made made my my mean joke about fire all the Siltbreaker people, and I don't really mean that. Um But it is really bad. Silbreaker's really it's bad really and bad. boring. I don't think we can and say just, that enough. And I know some people enjoy value. it, but and like, hey, whatever. Yeah, it's no. Have, if you're having a good time with it, that's great. That is that is better than not having a good yes. time with it. It's not like it's not like we want to be over here being miserable, even and though like, sometimes it's good I podcast feel, material. <laughs> yeah, I feel the pull to want to like this. Like I made Colin. I think twice we played this game, right? Mm-hmm. I played it three times total. Then. I want, I want to keep queuing for Siltbreaker Act Two. But but every time I do, I regret it, and I'm just like, ah, <laughs> like I want to like it because I mean it seems like yeah. it could be good, and and it's just not not. At I all. just don't like. I don't. I don't know. I've never like. I've never been the person who wants these these extra modes and games that I'm playing. I want games to focus on the thing that they're good at. Right, like, yeah, and like when and they we've, added, we've argued about multiple... this before. <laughs> yeah, and like you know, I, I I think it's cool for when people are the opposite. I'm just saying, like, I'm not necessarily. I was never the audience for this, right? Like when they added multiplayer to Mass Effect Three, I was like, that's not why I come to Ma- to Mass Effect. I don't care. Um, 
And even though that was actually decently executed, still just like, no, that's just not what Mass Effect is to me. So I don't care about your side modes. I don't care about like rocket arena in in quake i want actual quake you know like i i want the core experience and that's just the way i i'm wired um but even for people that are wired to be interested in these side modes and and seeing how the mechanics can be explored in other contexts this is still just really bad it like we we played it with uh one of our friends and Without me saying, like, we discussed the same thing, basically, that we discussed with Act 1 afterwards, after we had queued and, like, played it. But he's just like, this game makes no sense. This game was not built for Dota. Like, it was not built for the mechanics of Dota. It's just baffling. I mean, I may have primed him. I may have primed him a bit to be disappointed, but I didn't tell him in what way to be disappointed. No, I just like as soon as I was brought in and and Nick said we're doing Silt Breaker, I was like, we're really, we're really doing this again. (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, it's just. So it's not just me. I don't like. It's just there's there's the possibility to make this and it's fun, but there's it's just what game were they? planning on making this for i don't know yeah i don't know it's weird in in the same vein though i think it is possible to like make this and so recently i think they've been working on this custom game for a few months something called reincarnation rpg came out and i think it just actually tops the popularity charts so if you play arcade mode at all you'll see it i played this a bunch and basically you start out as a creep well, actually, you start out as, like, a wisp, and you're in this weird, like, black space, and you have to, like, go around and stuff. And that that was cool, and I mentioned it because it's like, hey, it's, like, a little intro thing, and it's not high production value or whatever, but it's, like, I don't want to say it's a story. It's something. It's character. It's an environment, et cetera, et cetera. And then you, like, you spawn as a creep, and then there's all these, they're basically class trainers, but, like, hey, they give you quests and stuff. Like, it's basically... You know, a a normal RPG, but in Dota. And so you walk around and you you kill creeps and stuff, and it's a normal RPG thing. And I get that it's more, you know, MMO-type, you know, grinding and whatever than, I guess, Silt Breakers going forward. It's just, I mean, you have these quests, and there's mobs and stuff, but it's less... You're going through a map quicker, I guess, Mm -hmm. and it's a little more story-oriented. But this this reincarnation RPG thing, I I just like sat down and I played two hours of it. I was a creep and then I leveled up to, I think it was like a rogue or something. I chose bounty hunter as my trainer. He he made me a little bounty hunter. I had some custom skills, did custom things, and then I went and there was like dungeons and stuff, and there was a main boss, and they had a, a little bit of new like images and stuff, and they built these cool maps, and they don't work at Valve. <laughs> But it worked, and it was fun. Yeah. So it's it, not uh, like it's impossible. I don't, nothing is impossible. Yeah. I don't want to complain about it any much tomorrow because there's there's nothing new to be said. It's just still, what what the hell? I don't get it. Yeah. Well, let's let's move on. We're we're not happy with it. I guess there are some people that are. But if you were also not imp- not impressed by it. Yeah, Reincarnation RPG seems like a really uh, a really excellent custom game, and it only just came out. I'm sure they'll be making even more improvements to it, which Valve is not one to do for their custom games. <laughs> yeah. um, fucking rest in peace, Overthrow. Um, it's it Overthrow is fun. Patch it. <sighs> anyway, so 
let's talk real quick about about 7.06F, the uh, balance patch that has hit since the international. Yes. What were your uh, what were your standouts from this patch, Nick? It was it was pretty light to be honest. I mean, there was a bit of a nerf. Let's see, a bit of a nerf to defusal blade. It's kind of okay. Like it kind of nerfs the edge carries and stuff like that. I like the nerf to mom. It got like one more armor reduction and two second increase on its cooldown. It seems like it's like I'm glad it's found its way back in. I think I think I was on the podcast by the time we talked about how mom needed a rework kind of or or maybe when it did get the rework we said yeah this makes sense it had not been used it's great but it's probably a little bit too good i mean it's good to have i, I want to say just items, real but... quick because you see the acronym written all the time we're talking about mask of madness i know like <laughs> not a literal mother yeah i mean you know obviously yeah. you know the acronym is pretty common but you know like this is this is stuff that you see written and maybe it wouldn't occur to you like oh right i guess that would be pronounced mom that's weird <laughs> um so um, I thought, well, first off, the standoff, they're still, like, we predicted this, Chen's ult, hey, the heal's increased by 25 HP again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, you you no longer have the joke that Lycan's howl is better than Chen's ult, at least, because they removed howl's heal, basically, because it now just increases the, the total pool, so you always have the same percent. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. It, was, you know, it's, it, was it feels like it feels like it's just a lot of little nerfs to heroes that were that were a little too yeah. good. Uh, Earthshaker, I would say, got the more severe end of the nerfs, but it still wasn't like a a massacre or anything. Uh, I think uh, Lich's min- mini buffs were kind of significant. His chain frost used to have a BKB piercing. I'm pretty sure mini stun on the first target. Pretty sure that's true. First target. That's a that's a pretty big that loss. Was, that was kind of crazy. Yeah. That's like what they did to Juggernaut back in the day with the Grim. the stun on uh, Omni Slash, if you recall. They had a stun on Omni Slash. I don't remember. Uh huh. For the first hit. Boy. Yes. I mean, same as same as cha- same as Chain Frost. Hmm. Um, and they took that away because that was bogus. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, they ne- they nerfed Necro, which thank God, but it's it's still quite not enough. His regen is just so crazy with. Uh, Pulse Nova? That's not it. That's a Leshrac spell. His Q, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's still just crazy. I don't know. He's a good pub hero anyways. But Yeah. Um, so good. the ones, like, as far as, um, like, buffs, um, Winter Wyvern got some talent buffs, which, like, Esra, <gasps> come on. Yeah, that's the problem. Like... I, I get that you want to do it bit by bit, and this is sort of like just dipping your toe and seeing how this feels, but, like, she's so bad. Her, like, giving her an extra 10 movement speed on her talent is really not going to make the difference. Or, sorry, 15. Excuse me. Oh. Beg your pardon. That's oh, actually right. huge. Or she could get um, 25 more damage for a total of 75, and then I guess you go with the Mask of Madness, um, Hurricane Pike, Ags, Bloodstone. <laughs> yeah, he's telling like us how is... to build her. That's the thing. Colin. Oh, it's Riot. I see. Yeah, we're Riot now. We're um, riot. Here's one that I want to discuss um, because basically, I always want to discuss this hero is Wind Ranger. Um, surprise, surprise. So the change to Wind Ranger is uh, is purely to Shackle Shot. Uh, Shackle Shot's cooldown was changed from a flat twelve to eighteen, sixteen, fourteen, twelve on ranks. And then the duration is changed 
uh, originally it was 1.5, 2.25, 3, and then 3.75 for the stun. And now it is 2.0, 2.6, 3.2, So by max rank, it's not that much of a buff. But the early, like, first two ranks, especially that very first rank, it is a significant buff to the stun on a shackle yeah. shot. Um, at the cost of some uh, cooldown. And I thought this was pretty good, mm-hmm. but the only, like, pro I saw comment on it was Sumail, who called it a nerf. And I'm a little confused, to be honest. Like, Sumail's a very mechanically talented player. Did he Maybe call it he a can... nerf, really? He did, he did. Interesting, I missed that. Um... And, like, maybe he's talented enough that he can land two 12-second shackle shots in a, in, a, in, a, in a fight at, like, level 5. Maybe he's that good. I'm not. Um, or, or rather, I am not versus the people I'm playing against, right? Like, yeah. you match me against someone 500 MMR, I could land as many shackle shots as I want to, but, like, that's, that's not the deal. Um, to me, it seems like a buff because until you're getting team fights where there are multiple heroes engaging... You're only gonna land one shackle shot in a fight, yeah, probably, and that one shackle shot's gonna be more valuable because of the extra duration. Yep, you're not exactly spamming know. this on cooldown, I'm sure. No, no, you're not. Um, so I don't know. That confuses me. But I want. Are there any other balance changes you wanted to talk about? Eh, not really. Just general good tweaks across the board. Okay, so then I wanted to briefly. Then talk about Wind Ranger because I had a I had a conversation on uh Twitter the other day with our our old friend Mr. Blue, where he added me on a tweet and he was quoting me from the podcast where I said about Winter Wyvern her Q is pretty good her W is pretty good her E is pretty good her R is pretty bad right <laughs> yep and then he's and then he said it sounds like someone else we know and I was like. <laughs> Wait, is Wind Ranger's all bad? <laughs> um, and like, I wasn't. It was a real thought provoker, right? Mm-hmm. Like, one of the things, like, with Mister Blue, who listens to this podcast, so this is going to be tricky, right? Um, when I am in a game with Mister Blue, and he ta- and he offers feedback on my choices and decisions, I sort of instinctively get a little defensive. Yeah. Um, I mean, we all did, naturally. You know, no one likes no one likes being second guessed. Um, but when I have like the distance of like chat or Twitter to do it, and I have a little bit of time to consider, he looks at things in such a different way than I do a lot of the time, and it really is great for how I find it thought provoking. Mm-hmm. And I've always kind of taken it for granted that you didn't need to make changes to Wind Ranger's ult; that everything else was was the problem, and you need to get those things in line, mm-hmm. and then Wind Ranger's yeah. ult was fine. It's just sort of like it was just an assumption of mine yeah, because like oh, that's what makes that was what makes Wind Ranger the scary carrier. She just turns like every you know twenty seconds with Ags. She turns into this machine gun, right? Um, or excuse me, fifteen seconds, twenty second duration. <laughs> anyway, um, but that's not necessarily right. Because if you think about other carries, and of course it doesn't always work like this. You know, the, you got to balance other abilities, but. A lot of other carries, when they hit their level 6, that's a big moment for them, right? 
You think of Lena and Laguna Blade, Sniper and Assassinate, Juggernaut and Omni Slash, Lycan and Transform, Death Prophet and Exorcism. These are all characters that when they get their six, suddenly they have an ability that lets them, like, take a fight. And, like, that is a big part of their dynamic is like, okay, once we hit our six, I can start getting involved in fights or some major action, like with Lycan, that's... You often use that for split push or something, but it's like, I have this ability that I can hit to be a threat for a little bit and then go back to farming. Wraith King, Reincarnate, you know, the list goes on. Um, And, you know, there are exceptions to this, but usually I feel like there are exceptions of characters who are threats without their level six, like before that, you know? And when Ranger's level six, like you usually don't even take your ult at level 6. You take it. You take your ult at level 6 if the lane is empty and you want to hit the tower. But if there's someone else in the lane, you don't take focus fire at level 6. It's just too shitty to bother. And I wonder, also there's the problem of when Ranger, at least in my mind, was always built to be a character that was flexible with her role, right? Like, you know, support Wind Ranger and all that. And... I feel like in her modern incarnation, support Wind Ranger is not great because the character design is so selfish. Yeah. Because, like, I mean, if you if you really make some incredible plays, you can make your your wind run help your team. But usually, it's your just "fuck this, I'm out" button, or just like "I want to survive" button. Yeah. Your focus fire doesn't help anyone. Shackle shot's good, but that's two people max. And that's if you're pretty good to get two people. Yeah. Um, and then the W is good, but not crazy good. So I, I definitely agree with you on the support changes, the support issues, for sure. It's just, shit doesn't work. <laughs> like, of course, you can yeah. just outplay the enemy, and then and anything can work in Dota. But she, she's just kind of trash as a support. I definitely agree. Way too selfish. It's just It just doesn't work right now. Mm-hmm. The thing is... And this, I think, is going to be a recurring theme. We've, I think, talked offline about the definition of what I think a hard carry is. And it's basically, I think, hyper carry was the term that made a bit more we sense said, in we said, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think Wind Ranger is built to be a carry mid. I think it's deceiving, but I, like as, in her current incarnation, how she is. I don't, you keep calling her a carry, and I just don't think that's what she does. I mean, best. I certainly. I certainly don't think she's a hyper carry, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. The thing is, but, like, she can take 1v1s, right? That's what she does normally if she goes mid. Her thing is that, hey, if you're really mechanically good, mechanically better than the enemy team, you can take crazy amounts of 1v1s because you have a pretty nice stun, and then you have some crazy damage output if you get an AGS in your role. And, like and you've also got the survivability from Win Run. You've got a yeah. great toolkit for 1v1. Yeah. And her, her nuke isn't great. Like, normally for a mid, you want a, a decent nuke so you can shove wave and stuff. But it, mm. it's okay. It's eh. Um, Concur. <laughs> the thing is, I, months ago now, I think we had a disagreement on an, on how Wind Ranger should be built in a game or something like that. And uh, I, I came up with Siege Ranger. And I'm like, hey, I think you're definitely undervaluing the power of the crazy siege that she can give out with a dragon lance and her ult and an axe and a deso or something like that. Mm-hmm. Nobody builds her like that for the most part. I haven't really tried that out much. I should just spam one ranger. I thought I've been doing it to like figure this out so I can, I can be on almost equal footing with you 
in terms of knowing anything about actual play. Oh man, budget. if if you <laughs> challenge my fucking I don't my rep, to I'm gonna have to play more wind. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, so you said basically in in your tweets and stuff that you don't think she fits into modern Dota. I well in the meta, let me the modern meta. Yeah, that is what I said, and I want to take a moment, like since I'm not on Twitter and I don't have a fucking character limit where I have to oversimplify. Here is the problem with Windranger. I feel like her kit is like, I feel like Shackleshot and Windrun are clearly built towards, I mean, Windrun can be used to escape certainly, Mm -hmm. but Shackleshot is absolutely a a fighting ability. Windrun is like half fighting ability, half escape ability. Uh, the W is a mix of fighting and wave clear because, as you've noted, it's not great at wave clear. The more things it hits, the less damage it does. So, um, it's not incredible wave clear. It's better for hitting one or two targets in a team fight. And focus fire is such a weird ability because, like one, because it isn't that good, and you rank one. You want to get up to rank two, or you want to get an axe for it to be really of much use. Um, because it's not like it's pretty good at taking towers for sure, but the rest of her kit doesn't really help her do that. So it seems like a strange, like a, a like a a thing you can she can do if you leave her alone. You need to keep it in mind, but it's not like she's a broodmother or nature's prophet, where that feels to me like her focus. And then 1v1ing is just, unless you're playing bad people, it's just not much of a thing in the way Dota is played these days. Yeah. Well, yeah, outside of pubs. No. Yeah, well, I Especially. mean, you know, if, in, even in pubs, if yeah. people are good, they start grouping up more. Yeah. Um, I feel like one of the things that has been a big game changer for her and has a lot of potential is the level 20 uh, invis on Windrun talent, which gives you potential to create those pickoff situations. Um. But I feel like her kit is just kind of confused and pulling in a lot of directions that leads to her not being super good at any one thing. And not just not super good at any one thing, like she's a jack-of-all-trades. She's a jack-of-all-trades, and there are better jacks than her. Yeah, I think this is where we start to diverge. You, if I think I have your your opinion correct, you basically think her kit is just, it, it's out of date. It doesn't work these days. The game has progressed, and she doesn't have a defined role. I think there is basically no situation where you're not better off picking someone else. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think I would agree. I think, as like a mid-player, though, I think the thing that you need to do... Well, <laughs> I think you could go many different ways with her, and I think we'll talk about a little bit of you know some support ideas in a sec. To make her okay, though, in mid lane, I, I disagree that she... like. We had a little bit of a discussion on in our Slack, I think, about the fact that her kit is, like, all of the abilities are kind of bleh compared to things that other people have. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think, because, you know, and we're not trying to do this, you can't just pull out skills and say, hey, they have the same-ish skill. Like, this is... Totally. Blah, blah, blah. That's, and we're not Reddit, trying to do this. This is one yeah. of the biggest mistakes you make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like Lion's stun is not Nyx's stun. Definitely is not. There's so many different things about it. Uh, but I think you just need a numbers change, and she's okay. Like, she can have a great role. If you change how Power Shot works back to, I think, the old way, and it's a better nuke, she's instantly like, god tier. So, like, less fall off, you mean? 
Yeah. Or no, just like the fall off doesn't <laughs> suck ass for wave clear compared to normal. Right. Because well, the change was the base damage, the damage on it got boosted, but it went from ten percent with everything to twenty percent with everything. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes sense. If, um, so go back to ten percent with each thing. I don't know what the numbers would be, but you have to make her. If you just make her W a little bit better, like I'm sure there's going to be like a, a tipping point at some point. If you make her W a nice wave clear ability, then suddenly she has the ability to suddenly shove a lane like a lot of other mid play. Like Lena, she just two spells can destroy a wave early game, and that's great. And mm-hmm. that's why like she's strong for a lot of a lot of situations. I would say. That's all she needs, and then suddenly, bam, she can push, she can take towers faster than most hero, most other mid-heroes, and she's, you know, on par in terms of pushing power. I think this is one of the things about Dota that is both beautiful and sometimes kind of troublesome, right? Is that there are so many factors you can change that the littlest <laughs> tweaks can make a huge difference. Yeah. I think you're totally right. I totally think that power shot change would make her relevant again. But I also, like, I don't know, personally, this is just a selfish thing. Maybe this isn't a good idea for the meta. But, like, look at a hero like Batrider, right? Mm -hmm. You make all these tweaks to Batrider. You make him better, you make him worse. But he's always Batrider. There's always something he contributes that is just special, and people are going to keep coming back to him. Like, Batrider is never out of the meta for too long, because he's Batrider. His kit is just useful and different. And I don't need every hero to be useful and different, but my concern is, like, Wind Ranger didn't get nerfed into the ground. The game changed around her and she got left behind because her kit is so fragile. And I'm worried that this power shot change would fix things for a bit and then the game would change around her again and she'd get left behind again. She doesn't have that inherent ability to be relevant hmm. yeah i mean in terms of making her a better mid you could you could keep power shot the same so like hey a facet of her and when you select her you acknowledge that you're not going to have as great insta push and so mm-hmm. you have to you know play around that and stuff make different decisions but you could nerf her alt you could make her alt a little bit better i'm not sure how you do you could lower the duration oh, you mean you mean buff her alt oh you yeah sorry <laughs> I was like, I, 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 I was thinking shot. about lowering the damage reduction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or you either lower the damage reduction, which seems like you know a, a treacherous knob to turn. You could just get rid of the damage reduction in the duration scales, and I think that instantly makes her like way better. Like she has a more defined thing as like suddenly she'll have this burst of damage on you for a while, and it's it's not a burst; it's like this sustained crazy high deeps. So this isn't necessarily a problem, but to me, you're in danger of making it feel just like like um, troll. <laughs> well, not like troll because that hits everyone. I was thinking of Strafe from Clinks, um, another archer, in fact. Yeah. Um, who just hits a button and he attacks faster for a little bit. Um, and focus fire. I feel like for such a simple mechanical ability has a distinct identity, and I want to try and preserve that. Um, I guess, but the, the fact things... that it is on towers is, I think, its defining characteristic. I mean, you use strafe on towers all the goddamn time. Yeah, it's it is it's such a f- fucking good spell. I should play more Kinks. Kinks is really good. Um, like, um, so one of the ideas that I had was that you just remove the mana cost, just make focus fire a thing you can cast when it's off cooldown. 
Yeah, I don't know if I'm a fan of that. I don't think mana is her issue. Like you could spam. What what, what are you going to do with that mana? You could mana. spam another sh- uh, power shot, or you could probably have another escape. I guess. Yeah, mana is not uh, early game. Is when mana is an issue. Later on, you get like you get your plus four mana regen talent. It's not a big deal, and also you build intelligence items because you're an intelligence hero. Um, but early on, actually, mana is it's not an issue, but you ha- it's something you have to think about, right? You, you do sometimes have to choose of, like, am I going to, like, power shot to push this wave faster, or am I going to save it mm-hmm. to ult the tower because I bet they're going to be alone? Or is it, like, am I going to ult this tower, or is that going to mean I don't have windrun mana to escape if someone shows up to gank me in response to this tower push? It's yeah. You have to make choices like this, and if focus fire was just a thing you had whenever the cooldown was up, that would make her, like... I mean, it's not hard for you to imagine how dramatically that would change her as a threat. Where it's just like, mm, there yeah. is literally there is literally no, like, you can't be like, oh, she doesn't have resources. She always has this resource. She can always hit your heart, your buildings hard. You always have to keep an eye on her. I've suddenly come around to this now that I think about it a little more. So it, there it are It does other give her ways. a kind of identity. Yeah. So yeah. like, early game, she's still going to have this... Hmm. I could, I could see. It. I think it would help make her make her care. So the other things, like ways you could make her relevant, but without changing any of this, is Wind Ranger is. Uh, ever since some discoveries were made, I don't, I don't know what happened that people had this epiphany. I at one point did not have it back in the early days of Slasher's Way, Wind Ranger. <laughs> right? Is that Maelstrom is so fucking incredible on Wind yeah. Ranger. It's so good on Wind Ranger. And part of the reason Wind Ranger isn't super terrifying is that the upgrade to Maelstrom is really not that much of an upgrade for her. The like, you know, the static shield thing, mm-hmm. that's useful, that's valuable. You get a little bit of extra damage, but the main thing that it gives is more attack speed and Wind Ranger doesn't give a fuck about more attack speed. Does she though? I don't know. I mean, like it's not useless. I'm not convinced. Because, like, you, you well, only have one ult. You can right, ult the if tower, you have, and then you have, you have this crazy ags, attack speed to, like, if you have, push If with. you have ags, which you should get for the damage reduction anyway, yeah. the, ult, the ult duration is 20 seconds, the cooldown is 15. You can have it up all the time. But 15 seconds is a long-ass teamfight. Like, I mean, I think it's still useful. I don't know. I mean, Again, you know, I'm not the person who plays her the most, for sure. Well, my point was more, like... My point was more, you could make her relevant instantly by making a different upgrade to Maelstrom that didn't provide attack speed, that gave other stats that she wanted. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I don't... Not, does she really have sure so much an that, issue but... with power late game? I think... I it's know. not that she has an issue with power, it's just like, you have, like... I guess you have the maelstrom and you never really want to upgrade it. It's like kind of a sad. She has slot. to change gears. Late game, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you eventually you upgrade it to a mjolnir because why not? If like, you oh, have the money, I guess I'll spend but, this gold now instead of right. buying my sports words. But it doesn't feel super valuable. Yeah. And if she had okay. a way to transition, like I mean, in that case, like if there was a upgrade to maelstrom that had stats that were super relevant to Wind Ranger, I could see people skipping eggs. Not Some people time, do it anyways. But skip ags? Yeah. They like don't tend to do it. 
they don't tend to do it. I feel like they they do it because there's a problem, right? I don't feel like it's the dream. Um, I guess it, but it I is don't know. pretty. That's cool. that's You're nitpicking. Right. That's nitpicking. Um, and also that's also trying to read the minds of pro players, and I should not do that. <laughs> I am not smart enough for that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's any number of factors you could tweak to make my favorite character in any video game relevant again. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. That was a that was a lot of Wind Ranger talk. We're not done. We're not? You we forget you've forgotten about the entire other thing we mentioned. What if you try to make her a better support? Right. And through that, she could become I don't want to say a utility mid because those aren't a thing anymore. You don't send Rubik mid for the most part. But it would it would also help her, her mid laning, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm you know, so- we talked about how she's selfish, right? And that's basically why she sucks as a support because that's not what you want to do as a support generally Mm -hmm. if you make her ult not just hey your support has more damage per second on a target if you change that somehow then suddenly she has potential i like what we eventually came up with on twitter the other day when we were talking mr blue well i like my my version i bet you have you have some (laughs) basically Mr. Blue wanted her ult to give true strike on a target. And then perhaps you give some sort of attack speed buff against that target as well. I like this. I think you might have to tweak that knob and make it an accuracy bonus against, which I'm sorry to bring up accuracy as a mechanic, but I think it could it has in this the potential to be good. And so like that would be a good thing. Say, hey, here's this one target. It's <laughs> I I realize we've just made her almost more like a Winter Wyvern with a single target on like an enemy ult type deal. But hey, you could use it on towers. It would give a bit of a buff on towers. You use it on a carry. It would, you know, be good for that. If somebody dives your carry and you're sitting there because you're playing support, so you're not trying to like initiate or something like that, you ult them. And then, hey, maybe this lets your carry turn on them a little more or like people can focus them a little more. And then maybe your carry survives instead of dies at that point. Because they were able to rip through the initiator. I think that would be a good way to do it. So you have pointed out an issue I hadn't thought of, which is I think it shouldn't make, like, when Wind Ranger focus fires a tower, even a support Wind Ranger who has no items, it does pretty fucking good damage to that tower. I mean, it's better. Yeah, it's way better <laughs> than the normal contribution. Um, and I don't feel like you should buff your carries hitting that tower as well. I, I'm on board with, like, focus fire on a enemy hero being better. I'm not ne- necessarily sure I'm on board with it being better at taking towers, because that just seems like a little bit much. Well, I mean, it obvi- it wouldn't be the full, like, un- unlimited attack speed. I think you give it a buff, though. You don't oh, think? sure. Sure. Um, I mean, I, I, think, I think you have to be tricky about what you buff. Um, I don't know, like, it's it's tricky. I like the idea of of people getting a. I mean, you know, it's called focus fire. I like the idea of giving a bonus to other people who are hitting the same target as you. So you're all focusing fire on a target. Mm-hmm. I think that's a cool idea, and I would like to figure out a way to make that work, but not be fucked up. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it's so easy for that to get fucked up. Um, yeah. I do dislike accuracy as a mechanic, not because I think it's bad but i think it's confusing and the math is is yeah weird i mean like the way it interacts with various you know like percentages of evasion and stuff just gets if you have enough in the game yeah it's it's not something you can do on the fly like 
are we okay? Do should I buy an evasion item, or an accuracy item right now to counter a solar crest or something? How much do I need, etc. And like this is a thing that you mentioned. Um, you said like, how is it that different from armor, right? And I feel like the difference is like there's no point at which armor stops working, right? It does less and less and less, but there's no point where armor literally does nothing, or at least not or... that you can get probably. I don't I don't think it's that it does nothing is the issue it's that it I don't think the the issue with accuracy either is that it does nothing I mean it, it will at some point do nothing but I don't think that's the issue I think the issue is you don't know how to build on the fly Well let me let me I like I made a reference um to World of Warcraft rating and let me explain that reference a little better. Yeah, in World of Warcraft okay. rating, back in Wrath of the Lich King, which is the last time I did rating, there was a stat called hit rating, right? And I bet I'm going to get these numbers wrong. Please don't crucify me. It's been like a decade. Back off. Um, but like hit rating was a number that allowed you to like be more accurate. You would hit more often, right? Mm-hmm. And there were these thresholds you would hit. You hit a certain amount of hit rating... And you would be impossible for normal enemies or boss. Uh, and then there's like level ranges and stuff. But like there's a level at which enemies can no longer block your attacks because you have too much hit rating. Mm-hmm. And there's a level where they can no longer parry you. And then there's a level where you can't miss them. All of your attacks will hit. And hit rating was the best stat to get because it just is a clear, obvious percentage increase on your damage because you hit. You're just guaranteed to hit. But there was a point at which it stopped doing anything. Because once you have, I believe it was 272 hit rating against a a boss, which is three levels above you, you are guaranteed to hit that boss with every attack. And any hit rating above 272 is just worthless to you. It's just wasted points. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so there is a potential with accuracy, and we're certainly not there right now, but if we add a bunch more sources of accuracy, I feel like there's potential to have to do math on the fly of, like, if I get more accuracy, is it literally doing nothing, or are we still building towards that cap of guaranteed hits of true strike? Yeah, yeah, that's the same issue I see, where you can't on the fly do, like, you know, let me pull out my TI-83 sec in the middle of this game to to figure out in the same way that, like, hey, you know... You can you can even literally see the physical damage reduction if you hover over hover over a hero's like stat bar. It'll say their armor, but then it'll say the actual physical damage percent. And you know if your morphling has fifty armor, you're not going to buy another armor item because <laughs> you right. only get another ten percent for another like twenty armor, and that's not worth ten percent damage for sure. For sure. So that's that's my concern and you know like in world of warcraft it was even worse because like if you were playing as one of the draenei which is one of the races then you your racial talent is that you get one percent hit rating and so the math is all different for you and anyone who groups with you nice but then if you leave the group they have to go buy more hit rating and it's just like this is guys this is bad you shouldn't do this and hey guess what they changed that in expansions um I don't know, I'm just worried about that kind of nightmare scenario because yeah, it was, I to me, a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go back. Um, so I just, I worry about accuracy as a mechanic because I could see a way it would become a real pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Be careful. Indeed. All right, yeah, I think I think we're basically, that's 
is that the capper on did I forget something else? Is that the capper on Windranger? I think so. I think let's put a put a cap on her. Here at Bottleco, we might not be much or indeed at all higher than 4K at the moment. We'll freely admit that we are no MMO assassins or necrophos spammers. Hell, Colin once seriously tried to build Echo Saber on Rubik and wondered why it wouldn't let him attack twice. But if there's one thing I think that you listeners and us idiots understand, is the double-edged sword of solo queue and Dota in general. It's not always easy soldering on in the face of trolls, feeders, and first pick ogre mids, but somehow we always find ourselves pressing that find match button. Somehow dota finds a way and for these reasons and so much more we're proud to be the first to play for you a sneak peek of sing sing sing's new single big thanks to our pal sing 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 for supporting bottle crow wise men say put that game about cloud nine. Oh boy cloud nine dota are you excited for cloud i'm nine excited dota? i mean right before ti like they picked up team np which had looked good all year i mean they they had a disappointing performance in ti but you know mm-hmm. i mean cloud nine is this established organization i'm sure you know it's not like they're just swooping in right to pick up a team before ti uh you know they talked about how they're, they're looking forward to having you know this relationship with with envy's team again so yeah, It'll just shake it off and, and go into a new season. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there is no Cloud9 Dota 2 team now. No! <laughs> very appropriate, very yeah. appropriate. I'm sorry. Um, so I mean, it's they, they, in fact, they have, like, 
they have a you know there's a cloud nine team website and there is no dota option on their website anymore <laughs> it's just like nope gone um which i don't necessarily blame them for because i would be pretty fucking frustrated <laughs> if i picked up a team for a month before they bailed on me again i mean <laughs> we don't know who it was sure that's fair but we also i i have my suspicions <laughs> let's just say um yeah. Knowing players and, you know, <laughs> knowing these players, yeah. I have my suspicions. Um, so what are what are those guys up to? What are what are the members? Where of... are they now? Yeah. Well, yeah. we know two out of five have joined the new fanatic, which is Eternal Envy, Excalibur, Ohio DJ, and Pilot Eye. So here's a neat thing, right? Do you know Excalibur? I feel like I've heard the name before, but it's been a while. I wonder if I'm just out of touch, because um, I feel like Excalibur, like, wait, wait, here's wait. how I know Excalibur. Wasn't he that sword that was in the stone? Holy shit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, great. Yeah, um, thanks, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, one of us had to do it. I appreciate you biting the bullet, but also I can't really, really give you that much credit. Please. Um. So, I, I know Excalibur as a player who was, once upon a time, on, uh, like, he was sort of a rising star as, like, this amazing mid-player, this pub star who became a mid-player who was incredibly talented, and then there was this awkward moment where everyone went, oh, he's got, like, three heroes, and then he was just, Ooh. nobody cared. Um, and... If he's on Fnatic, which I think of as being like a, a tier two team, um, when he's been bouncing around on on tier three teams for a couple of years now, um, has he fixed that problem? Uh-huh. He's had plenty of time, probably, because I can't remember the last time I heard of him. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm curious because I feel like this is a uh, I don't know. I I I, I I'm curious to see him on a a tier two team again because i did not are they a tier two hear team? a lot of buzz around the point i thought so i mean I, with, do you disagree with the new lineup i don't know i mean eternal envies are, are what what are you arguing that they're tier one or that they're tier three or that well, they're tier one. four i guess well i don't know what the <laughs> i don't know what the distinction between one and two is i mean they have i mean two it's, people this is who all... played in ti this year sure and who did terribly yeah, yeah, I mean for sure. Um I mean tier 2 teams can go to TI. Okay. I think. I mean I mean they, the they distinction, can, you know, yeah. there's no there's no definition It's right? not like this they were all... newbies though to it or anything. Yeah. I mean like I th- I think Eternal Envy I think of Eternal Envy as being a tier 1 player. I think of Pilai Die as being a tier 1 player. I think okay. that's fair. I personally I have my doubts about Excalibur. I think Ohio Ohio and DJ are both pretty good players, but I like I consider Fnatic tier two until they prove their tier one, I guess. Because, like, I mean, part of it is just, I mean, it's a new team, and it's not like this is a tried and true combination, right? We don't know how these guys are going to play together. together. Yeah, Yeah. that's one of the really frustrating things about seeing new teams in Dota, is it's just like so much of it is down to to chemistry and, you know, coordination. And it's just like you can have 
incredible players together and they can eat shit and you have a bunch of nobodies together and they can become mouse sports and you know like where did those guys come from um so i don't know i'm i'm curious to see more of them i'm still puzzled about excalibur that is all (laughs) (laughs) so you've been watching blitz stream a bunch right a little bit yeah more well more than i normally watch people stream because he mm-hmm. started streaming like regularly, I don't know if he's has he ever done this. I don't know. I mean, I think he's he's streamed before. I don't. I have seen some old like archives of him and Cat playing together, and mm-hmm. I wasn't clear on who was streaming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, basically, Blitz isn't coaching anymore. He's burnt out on that. He said in a recent like one of his YouTube content videos, he he made about something something about pushing the lane. It was good. Blitz's videos are always normally good and informative. Did he mention what burned him out? Is it just sort of like, I just, I'm tired of it? Or it was like, <laughs> I'm tired of feeling like I'm not having an effect or. Well, I mean, I'm sure that's probably part of it. Like if you don't have crazy success and stuff, I'm sure it feels bad, man. But sure. I mean, he said he was burnt out on casting. Right. And that's why he went and became a coach for a while. And so now he's burnt out on this. So it's time to stream and stuff. It's been cool. He's had, like, he'll just go through his friends list and, you know, invite random people. And these are, you know, he's high MMR. He'll just invite random pros. And then they just, like, go play Dota. And you wouldn't normally see that. Or, like, these combinations of pros just go play random party queue Dota. Yeah, I've I've seen some, some highlight clips. Like, I saw... Um... I saw him playing with, I think, Arteezy, and then Arteezy was playing Earth Spirit and did a... Did a full five man uh, magnetize Oof. on five melee creeps <laughs> to farm them, <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> and everyone was a little baffled by that one. Um, Next level. And then I also saw a game where apparently he played against Arteezy, and then afterwards Arteezy, you know, contacted him on Discord to complain because Blitz kept killing him because Arteezy claims Arteezy claims that his deaths were because. Uh, he was overthinking it, and Blitz was playing too stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you know, it seems like yeah. it seems like a, f- a fun time had by all. Yeah, it's always nice to see more Blitz. Blitz is a great guy. Glad he's yeah doing. Yeah, one stuff. of my favorite in the community for sure. Yeah. Oh, Colin, we forgot more of your EE news. Did Speaking we? of Reddit, you wanted to talk about fifty fifty. Yes. Um. So listen, there's there's in case you're not familiar with it, Who there is a type of uh there's a type of of highlight clip that will be made called 5050 instead of a Y, it is capital E capital E for eternal envy. And the idea is that you set up a scenario where there is a 5050 chance like from the start of the clip like is EE going to like cancel his DP TP and then die to the tower? Or is he going to amazingly, like, escape and counter a gank, right? Like, how is this going to go? And you, you set it up in the title, and then you watch the video, and you're like, oh, how's it going to go? How's it go? Oh, he did it. Or, oh, he choked <laughs> oh, really he bad. Um, and here are a couple of ways that a lot of people are fucking these up. One, way too many of these are the failing one. Like, we're at the point where you just assume it's the fail, and then sometimes it's not, and that's a pleasant surprise. But it's just like, oh... What you really just want to really say is, is you have to have an even distribution. 
that you have to have an even distribution. But that's, that's a that's kind of a community problem that's hard to level at any one person. Yeah. Right? Here's the thing you can level at any one person is that I watched I swear to God, I watched like twenty of these yesterday. <laughs> and like because I because I noticed a trend, which is so many of these now. When it started, a lot of these were great, and now so many of these. Within the first two seconds, I know which one it is because it's not at all uncle- like it's like it's like envy envy like tanks tower for his catapult and destroys a tower or envy feeds. And it's like okay, this is a fifteen second clip. This tower has full health. He's gonna die. <laughs> yep. Like come on, there's the no suspense here. Guys. You're bad at this. <laughs> um, uh, like, yeah. so just just try Ste- a little harder, please. Come on, guys. I, you're, you're better I, than that. Right. Like, I hurt. I, I criticize because I love. This is a beautiful art This form, is one of my favorite mediums on, on the internet. The 50-50. I don't know if I'll go that far. Um, <laughs> if you want to go that far, that's cool. You know what, I will you say know, it is I one of my favorite promise, kinds yeah. of clips. I will make it's a one promise. One of my favorite kinds of Dota clips. That I will probably not keep. And that I will I will next week try to give you a 50-50 of the week on Bottle Crow. You can put the link in the show notes. That'll be perfect. Great. That'll be fun. Great. Um, yeah, so just, just think a little harder about whether there's actually any suspense at all of any kind. Or if you just want to say Envy Feeds. Because that's a fine t- Listen, you want to title a clip Envy Feeds, I'll probably click it. <laughs> Um, do a zero fifty envy feed. This is this is why we anybody talks about envy because he's a great pro player. He makes these amazing plays, and then he just doesn't. Uh, yeah, and, and we see ourselves. We see ourselves in the Jackie here in, in these clips, and it's like, are we going to see an amazing feat? A man who's dedicated so much of his life to this thing and is so talented, or are we going to see our own reflection spat back at us? In this this other form. Now, the one exception I will make for this, for the uncertainty of the 50-50, right? When you do 50-50 without the EE, when you do 50-50 for BSJ, the only acceptable form <laughs> is for it to be a fuck-up on BSJ's part. Yeah. It has to be BSJ completely <laughs> shitting the bed, or you, you've done it wrong. Yeah. Uh, he's better at Dota than I am, but... <laughs> man... <laughs> That's why it's so uh, uh, It is indeed. Why is the thing scientists baffled for EE and not BSJ? Goddamn. <laughs> um, anyway. Envy's the king of baffle. The baffle king. Emperor baffle. Do you want to talk real quickly about this Half-Life shit? I always want to talk about Half-Life shit, Colin. That's true. You are Mr. <laughs> Half-Life. You're... <laughs> You you have half that's of a life. Doctor Hatlife um, to you, Mister Hatlife, Mister Hatlife. That's actually no, sadly that's me. relevant. That's me. No, but yeah, but Hatlife um, is like their criticism. Is so, that Dota is Hatlife. So there's um in an outside of Dota world news. There's some stuff going on with um Mark Laidlaw, who was one of the creators of Half Life and lead writer, um who's posting some stuff that might or might not be hinting at canceled projects for Half-Life, right? Yep. That's This is a Dota podcast. We're not really going to dive into that. What we are going to say is that a lot of the Half-Life community has interpreted this as 
Mark laid law basically being like, this is all you're going to get of Half-Life Episode 3. This is what this is, you know, what you've been waiting for is this uh, paste bin document of just like <laughs> fan fiction about how Episode yeah. 3 might have gone. Um, and they're not happy. And one of the ways they've chosen to voice their displeasure is to go to Dota 2's Steam page and give a bunch of bad reviews talking about how upset they are that this is Valve's focus these days and not Half-Life. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, don't, I don't know how much I have to say other than just this is a <laughs> yeah, bunch of childish that. fucking bullshit. Like, what is this elementary school? Grow the fuck up. Um, it's it's the stupidest fucking thing, right? Like it's it's. Is it? I don't know. I think there are fair places for you to to vent your frustration and your criticism. I think you should absolutely like go out and 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 protest. But like, y'all, you're not gonna hurt the sales of Dota by posting bad. Anyone who goes to Dota's page knows whether they want Dota or not already because it's Dota and it's one of the most polarizing games out there. And all you're really doing is just sort of like attacking the Dota team, which is really not related to this Half-Life shit at all. They're working on a different game. They're a different project. It's not their fault. And it just seems like a really inappropriate expression of that frustration. I mean, yeah, I agree. It's not like it's, it's doing anything. You don't go to Dota and say, oh, Oh, the, the reviews say mostly positive and not very positive. I'm not going to download this free game. And then if it does, like, what are you accomplishing? If if someone does go to the Dota page and be like, oh, man, all these reviews are so negative. I better not download Dota 2. Like, I mean, it just makes sense that, like, of course, none of it makes sense. And it's, like, totally logical that they're doing this. And that's definitely, like, really, really, what are you doing? It's just, you know. There's there's fair criticisms to be had about what Valve values and like makes these days. Completely, and, we and do a lot of it like, on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, and that's just like, and they're just you know being trolls and flaming whatever in, in that, the door to two reviews. Yeah, it just it. I, I get why they're doing it, me. and it's like a scapegoat, or it's not even that. It's just like a place to put them because what are you going to do? Email Gaben at ValveSoftware.com. I mean, like put it on the Half-Life games, which are also there, that would make a kind of sense, right? I mean, what are you going to... Uh, you going to downvote Half-Life on Steam? I don't know. Sure, sure. Why not? Why don't you, you vo- Why don't you downvote... What? Because you want more of them. Why would you... You like these things. Why would you... That's not how this works, though. I mean, none right? of like... this makes any sense. Val- or Steam reviews, period, don't... They don't do anything, probably. They they do a little, a but little. like I mean I feel like I feel like the the message you would send is like you go to like Half Life Two Episode Two and you mass give it bad reviews of people being like this is a cliffhanger that I was promised a resolution to and I never got it zero out of ten and that sends a message I don't know if I think it's a productive <laughs> message to send personally but hey I don't give a shit about Half Life I'm well out of it like at least yell at the right people. Nah, I don't, I don't right. know if there's right people uh, to, to yell at anymore. That's, uh, that's, that's part of the thing. I mean, Mark, Mark Leba, he's not Valve anymore. <laughs> Most of the writers are gone. Yeah, but I mean, there are there are people at Valve who are making decisions as to what to green light and stuff. And, you know, I, I guess uh, in that sense, 
Oh, you think I think they're just like it's like it's like necessarily it's like wanted, right? They go to the loom and a a string comes out and they (laughs) read the fabric and they're like, oh, this is the game we're making next. Nothing. The answer is always nothing. (laughs) Oh wait, artifact. Weird. (laughs) Um, like I mean, there's there there are people making decisions at at Valve. I don't really know that we can debate that one. (laughs) Yeah, but it's not like hey, we're gonna do this. Valve is gonna do this thing not necessarily how their things work from from what we know sure and it is like i mean part of the thing about valve is there's such a there's such a like closed book that it's hard to yeah. know where to send your feedback and I, I guess i get that frustration um yeah i don't know it's just like it just seems like a bunch of kids throwing a tantrum to me yeah i don't know why did you write three one six eight Oh, did I write? Did I write? Oh, I was. That's probably the soundboard. Help! 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 Yep, I, I had focus on the Google Doc. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Great. Uh, this has been a peek behind the curtain, I guess, of, of Nick's soundboard, and also another episode of Bottle Crow Reborn, a Dota Two podcast. You can find us wow. on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you want to give us a rating or review there. We'd appreciate that. Or also, Dog. if you want to pass along word to your friends, let them know there's a good Dota podcast out there about from people who are just kind of casual and enjoy talking about the game. We're over here. I want to give a big thank you to Reddit user Promoti for use of his Harmonies of New Blue music pack, which you can find in-game in Dota 2. It is our intro and outro music here on this show, and we're very grateful for it. I also want to... All show. I, I also, also want to give a big thanks to Ashley Vizrimuarian. <laughs> I had some sort of liquid in my mouth. I was gonna <laughs> turn your. I was Richard gonna Nixon. like <laughs> pull the coup now and and. Uh, <coughs> okay, good. I was. I also want to give a big thank you to Ashley Ryan, aka Svimmy, who did our podcast art, which you can see a very fine. You sure it's not our album Dagon. art, though, Colin? You can find her on Twitter at, at Zvimmy, or you can find her on Patreon at patreon.com slash Zvimmy if you want to get a commission of your own. Mm-hmm. This podcast is part of the Scanline Media Podcast Network. You can find Scanline Media at scanlinemedia.com, where I and some friends of mine do other podcasts and video game articles and just general gaming stuff. And if you want to help expand our coverage, you can go to patreon.com slash scanlinemedia and contribute there. Any money you give us goes into more games and hardware it doesn't go into our pockets and last but not least if you want to send us any questions or comments you can send them to bottlecrowreborn at gmail.com Good one. you can send them to at bottlecrow on twitter or you can send them to colin at bottlecrow.com now, thanks so much folks real quick but, if I want to get huh? in touch with you, could I instead perhaps leave a review on Dota 2 on Steam? Will you get that? That would be a really bad way to do that. I don't think I've looked at the reviews of Dota 2. Well, okay, I looked at them today to see this Half-Life bullshit. Okay, since so then, you should see. I don't think I've looked at them in years. We'll, we'll be scanning for all of your bottle crew feedback there. You know, if it if somehow the reviews of Dota 2 turn into a bunch of people saying, like, Bottle Crow's great, 10 out of 10, would listen again. They'll be like, oh, I guess we should uh, remove yeah, the I'll nerf Yeah, I'll cast aside on... all my values and totally oh, be like, you know what, Reddit, I'll never question you again. 
That's oh, a dangerous thing to say. That's a very dangerous thing to say. Uh, thanks, folks. We'll we'll see you next time. Peace out. Help! 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 Go! Go! Please! Go, 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 please go! Go! Please go! 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 Go!